0: Bryce, are you ready to record our listeners' tales? Mm,
1: No, my anxiety gold card is actually maxed out.
0: It's not going to be that bad. Look, we got a story of a cute ghost dog, Mm -hmm. Liberace, and a message from a long lost uncle who passed. Okay, that's like
1: slightly mild and
0: tolerable. And then we have one of a haunted house in North Hollywood with shadow people, a creepy EVP from Vicksburg, and wait for it. The goat man. Wait, wait, hold on. What are you doing?
1: Uh, post some holy water and requesting my lift because I'm about to make like Keith Raniere and run far away.
0: Welcome back, all you holly weirdos, for listeners' tales episode part. Five. Five. this is our ode to all the creepy stories submitted by our listeners and serving up some creepy delights. We talk about a haunted house in North Hollywood and how the family that lives in this house is dealing with shadow people. Find out how they cope with living with these unusual occupants. What happens when one of our listeners purchased a house only to find an unusual object? that might be connected to one of our episodes. We have another story from one of our listeners that was haunted by an entity that might be connected to Baphomet. Sometimes they always come back. We have two stories, one about a ghost dog and an uncle who passed, only to return to let their loved ones know that they're still around. And finally, we have one creepy story from Vicksburg, Mississippi, when a couple goes to take a ghost tour only to discover that the children they heard playing and laughing were not a part of the tour. They were possibly something otherworldly. You definitely don't want to miss out on the EVP that was delivered with this one particular story. It's definitely going to make you sleep with more than one nightlight. So grab your salientite and your sage as we listen to these listeners' tales. Hey guys, welcome to Hollyweird Paranormal, and the year is 2020. We really
1: did it. We made it.
0: We did. We survived another year.
1: Oof, barely. You survived
0: survived it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: we did. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to lie, light confessional. Let's just start the show on a really positive note. Yes, (laughs) please. We need
0: more positivity. Um, On
1: the whole, I am not currently a fan of 2020 it has been quite trying thus far <laughs> and i know at the time of this recording we're only 26 days into it yeah hoping that the other 340 some get a little better
0: i agree you we were like no this is gonna be my year and boom you're hit with a coronavirus all Girl, of a sudden right i felt like i was hit by it like two days after Oof. i just got back from my break I get sick, I get well, and then three days later, later I relapsed. Girl. To which is why we're now finally recording yes. Hello. together. Hello. Yeah, and it's just been like that for everyone else. Luckily, I, knock on wood, I have
1: not gotten—I don't even want to say it—I have not experienced an illness yet. <laughs> <laughs> blink, blink. Uh, but everything else has been a little spicy. Like, oh, maybe this year needs to like take a minute. We're mm-hmm. we're just in January. Like,
0: spread this shit out. I think we all need to take a minute yeah, and just like kind of reset. I, that's what I was telling a lot of my friends. I feel like January is just the month where we just need to press that reset mm-hmm. button and focus on us for a little bit yeah. before focusing on 2020.
1: Yeah. I stopped saying, well, I actually don't do, I don't know if we talked about this before the break, so this is repeat info. My dad. But I actually don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I, oh, me neither. I kind of stopped doing that. Uh, I also noticed that most of them were very, like, toxic body image issues that, like, kind of centered around my knee. Like, I'm going to lose a million pounds mm-hmm. and exercise all the time. And so once, you know, not to sound super preachy, but once I, like, kind of started with CrossFit and that kind of part of my life, I didn't feel the need to do that anymore. And it actually was very freeing to not, like, wake up on January 1st and be like, I have to do this, like, thing. I have to and, go like, to the so gym. Crazy. Yeah. I have be like, there
0: for now like, two hours. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, I'm already doing that. Like, it's fine. But also because of that, I have stopped. Basically, after like 2016 onward, I've never said like, this is going to be my year. Because I feel like every time anyone <laughs> says that, the year is just like, buckle up, bitch. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A, nice, a nice positive start. A nice <laughs> start,
0: <laughs> indeed. Yay. Yeah. No, it's just like 2020 is going to be the year where we just need to focus on ourselves and it. our mind and just press that reset button, yes. you know? I'm just here for that. kind of like take it easy. Just take a pause and enjoy what you have around you, in front of you right now. Yeah. And what's in front of us right now, Bryce?
1: Why, I believe it'd be listener stories. That (laughs) segue was sexy. Oh, okay. What's up, girl? I know. Just a little, you
0: know, (laughs) pumps and spice, you know, sprinkled, a little bit of Mm, mm, of that segues. segues into that. So, guys... Um, what graced our presence in the beginning of 2020 was a flood of amazing messages know, on so our sweet Facebook, sweet. on our Instagram, our Patreon, our Twitter. I just want to welcome all of our new listeners Hello. that just got on this Holly Weird bandwagon. So if you're a new listener tuning in, welcome. If you're an OG listener tuning in, welcome. And if you're just curious about what the... F and mother F, we do. <laughs> Buckle it's up. a lot of this, yeah. it's yes, exactly a lot of this. this, yes, guys. But we are a Hollywood true crime and paranormal podcast where we talk about Hollywood true crime and its paranormal association, or anything weird and crazy. Or we just love to hear the fear mm. that I and other people have instilled into Bryce.
1: Oh, it's So real, yeah. Cool. <laughs> One light anecdote about what a chicken I am. Yes, we did. Uh, an escape room I don't know if you saw on Instagram oh and it was like she saw yes it was like 80s <laughs> horror movie theme that is so cool it was cool. really well done it was very cute it was over in Anaheim um, plug plug <laughs> uh, but basically you take like a little test uh-huh. and you are then assigned like the prom queen the jock the nerd oh, that is so, so it's like cool. and then there's like detectives in the center room and then all the little pieces are like in individual rooms on what the was outside your whole, was it the I prom was, queen i was the nerd i thought i was gonna be the prom damn queen. damn it yeah it was a little disappointing but <laughs> i turn around so they like lead you in blindfolded turn all the lights on you have okay. like an hour to do it i turn around There is a wall of, like, terrarium lab experiments with, like, all these, like, and they're clearly fake. Like, they're not trying to look real. It's, like, fake plastic spiders and bugs. Right. And then, like, on the left side of the terrariums, there's, like, this, what I can only describe as, like, a two-by-two-foot wet-looking spider egg. And I straight up looked at the camera that was in my room and said, I'm not putting my hand in that. Cause there's like a hole at the bottom of it. I like looked underneath it. I was like, I'm not putting my hand in that. I don't care. I'm not putting my hand in that. And there's like a little phone and like they call in periodically if you like are stuck. And at one point they called in and like he has to put his hand in there. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And like, Anastasia, my roommate, was on as the detective. She's on the phone. She's like, he's not going to put his hand in there. And our room operator just goes, okay, then good luck, and hangs up. No! <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on them. I got out without putting my hand in there. I figured it out anyway. Uh huh.
0: Oh, my God, that gold MX anxiety card of yours hundred, was just already maxed out stri- the first step you took in there. Within five
1: seconds, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm no, we're not filling out not.
0: another MX anxiety card. Thank you. And then all
1: my friends and roommates, they went and did The Basement, which is in LA. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a very famous escape room. It's yeah. Like one of the best in the country, but it's like a horror movie, and mm-hmm. you're like escaping from a literal basement. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm absolutely not is that doing the that
0: the one where they physically get involved with you like they could touch you there are actors
1: in the room yes i don't know pull
0: you and push you apparently they've only
1: so there's four levels of it Uh and they've done two of them now one of them had an actor who was like a fellow prisoner so he's not like attacking you for example okay and then the second one is called the elevator and it's just an elevator shaft so there was not no there's no like actor it's a very much smaller Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. um i think there's three and four left they have two more left and I think at some point you eventually seen see the, the, the movie
0: devil will not do that absolutely not Thank you. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, no, senor.
1: <laughs> I love escape rooms. I'm sorry. This is a huge tangent. I love escape rooms, but I do not like being scared. So, like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, like, for sure, for sure, no, me, Okay.
0: Yes, exactly. Like, I love scary movies, but I just cover my eyes whenever, you know, there's the jump scare scenes. <laughs> yeah, Hello, safe. me all the time, asking my friend throughout the movie, what happened? What happened? I, I heard it happen. Yeah.
1: Obsessed.
0: Me. Very young, watching
1: if like, I am trying to impress Friday the Thirteenth, like on a first date or something. Yeah, and I don't want them to know what a chicken shit I am. As the music starts to get scary, I'll just cross my eyes, <laughs> so Sorry, that you
0: just did it you from did
1: so screen. that from the side they cannot see that I'm like wanting to cover my face, basically. So it just looks like normal. You can't tell that I'm crossing my oh eyes, my but it blurs the like screen out. It's not scary.
0: Congratulations! You just told everyone how to Look, watch scary movies. If you are Bryce a Mitchell Williams in a, way,
1: yeah. If you're a coward in a scary world, you gotta have tricks.
0: There you go. Thank you for attending Bryce's TED Talk. <laughs> so real. Taking notes. Oh, and
1: that's <laughs> why I'm single. I assume because yeah. I'm so fucking crazy. It's fine.
0: Well, guys, we collected a lot of scary stories from our new listeners. Like we didn't even have to put a so call sweet. to collect ghost stories for our next tale. Like you guys submitted these stories via so Facebook and also via our Gmail, and we appreciate that so much. So I printed it out and thought, what a great way to open 2020 with our first episode together. Yes. And do some listener tales. Yay. I'm so excited. Me too. So, Bryce, uh, we have one from one of our fangirls, Nathan Murphy. Hi. And uh, what, what is it called? <laughs> Are the, you crossing your eyes? <laughs> y-
1: yes. I'm I, I'm going to try and read it cross-eyed. Um, also, I, <laughs> I can't even read this title. It makes me laugh so hard. This email is titled, The Entity and the Goat Boy, which if that's not J.K. Rowling's next Harry Potter book, I don't know what is. <laughs> like girl nailed it
2: part
0: two part Go two boy turns know. into the goat man
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. i'm, I'm kind
0: of here for that i know jj abrams yeah. also
1: directs it james mcavoy and lion the witch in the wardrobe he can get it he yeah. can he can get it even though it's kind of creepy
0: and but... still taking me out on a seafood dinner he can get it ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: okay so this is the entity and the goat boy <laughs> First and foremost, hello, Tammy and Bryce. Hi. Hi. I've been an obsessed fan since late 2018 around the second Listener's Tales. Oh, that's sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. I know.
1: I've been chit chatting with Tammy for a few months and decided after I was asked to submit one of my many experiences of the bat shit crazy variety. Love it. I'm from a small town in northern Alabama. And with any small town or backwoods area you can find, odd things tend to happen, especially in
0: Alabama. Alabama is the ninth circle.
1: Girl, real. Second Love
0: place it. is the Los Angeles DMV.
1: Real. Serious. Oof, real. Um, So, I'll stop rambling and get into spilling the ectoplasma tea. I love that. (laughs) Oh, my God. This happened within a four-month period in 2008, and my family and I moved into a new home out in the middle of nowhere. The property was part of the large farm my father worked for at the time, and even had the ominous-looking decaying barn out back. Don't they always? Mm -hmm. Ugh. One evening my father and I were working on my brother's truck when out of nowhere a large bang surrounded sounded from the barn loft. No one can get up there without a high ladder. So like the country boys we are, we went to investigate. Love it. Mm-hmm. I can already hear Bryce Gasping telling me <laughs> to get the fuck out. I literally was gonna say, Oh this is some white bullshit. Burn it. Do not go up Burn in it. the top <laughs> of the fucking barn, but okay, Nathan. <laughs> As we neared the barn door... a No. I Oh, my God. No. Cross your eyes.
2: <laughs>
0: Cross your eyes. Cross your legs.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, gross. As we neared the barn door, a black mass shot out of the north-facing side of the barn up Ooh. the fence and vanished before setting our dogs into a tizzy. I was thoroughly shook, lol. Later that night... I was relaxing in bed, which used to be the old laundry room off the kitchen. God, that is such a country thing, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I noticed something... Oh, God, no, Nathan. I no- mm-hmm. I noticed something moving... You
2: still have time. <laughs> I know.
1: Run. You can still run. I noticed something moving on the floor, blacker than the dark corner itself. I sat up... Nathan, what are you doing? I sat up and asked what it was. Girl. No response. After I moved, this thing went from the fallen and can't get up position... <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and to standing at the foot of my bed snarling before vanishing as my bedroom door flies open along with every drawer and cabinet in the kitchen
0: that sounds like tammy in her university years when i used to wake up super drunk after coming home from a yeah, very gotta get long that mac and cheese r-
1: hell yes yeah. hell yes
0: <laughs> yeah
1: oh my god <laughs> then the back door slammed needless to say i needed a change of shorts after that i need a change of shorts right now i can't it's so physical (laughs) that it's like moving through doors and not like trans
0: yeah you know what i mean like Like it's passing through them something that is unnatural but still solid enough to like hit and run into things and be that visible is so interesting about this story. I don't like yeah. him
1: standing at the end of my bed either. So like, <laughs> it's just like a hard no for me mm-hmm. all around. Let's keep going because keep going. I want to die. A few hours. Oh my God. Oh God. A few hours later, I'm out back on my patio listening to music when I noticed my arms were all goosebumps beneath and run. I brushed it off till I caught a whiff of what I thought was a trash fire. That's interesting. I looked up and my... Mm-mm.
0: You could do it. I okay. looked
1: up and my blood ran cold. I could see my breath. I froze and looked at my patio thermometer. It read 70. So I proceeded to get up and grab my laser thermometer.
0: He's like prepared. Like he asks questions. I know. He has a laser thermometer. I mean, I, I'm going to flip literally... if he has a proton pack. Just saying. Oh my God, yes.
1: <laughs> um. So. Oof. So I proceeded to grab my laser thermometer when I saw him and I say him because from the neck down it was a gentleman's black suit but the large elephant in the room was the Baphomet Baphomet
0: the Baphomet Baphomet,
1: Baphomet. Mhm Love it <laughs> Uh what oh god uh was the Baphomet head it had light and dark brown fur hair gold eyes and long twisted bl- Oh my god this is actually the most insane thing And long, twisted black horns. I shrieked like a three year old girl and ran inside. The rest of the night was full of. Oh my god. Ew. The rest of the night was full of scratching at the window and banging through the house. The last encounter I had with the goat boy almost gave me a heart attack. This was maybe a week later. Everything had calmed down. I wo. Oh my god. Like y'all, I barely can watch Sabrina on Netflix. Like yes, that—that's
0: pretty much what Baphomet is. It's even a, that,
1: like, scary little puppet, yeah. is too much for me. So even, re- oh my God, Nathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for some of you guys that are wondering what Baphomet mm-hmm. is, it's like a half man, half—I want to say goat—and it's a deity that is the that the Knights of Templar were accused of worshiping way back in the day. I want to say like the. Oh my god, 1300. So um, it appears in trials trial transcripts for Inquisition of the Knights of Templar. And it's been linked to satanic worshipping, but you may have also seen it like on, you know, mm-hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch show on Netflix. So <laughs> in my opinion, I don't think it's a sign of something evil or I mean, even demonic. I feel like Baphomet is not a negative entity, but I think within time he became a very negative mm. entity. That's just my take on it. That's just my tea, my ectoplasm tea on him.
1: Was it, yeah. was he an evil monster or did we make him an evil monster?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm going to be brave and I'm going to read through this before getting possessed by this actual email printout. It's so <laughs> terrifying. Ugh, Nathan, I don't like demons. Why? Okay. Um, ugh, I'm going to be brave. Uh, let me see where I left off. Uh, the last encounter I had with the goat boy almost gave me a heart attack. This was maybe a week later. Everything had calmed down. I woke up hugging whom I thought was my boyfriend at the time till I paused. He doesn't have abs the shade. The shade on that Baphomet, one. Baphomet right? shade. Love it. <laughs> also, hi abs, okay. Mm-hmm. Um I sat up and goat boy was in my fucking bed. He snar- <laughs> He snarled and let out this crazy high-ass pitched noise and was gone as fast as he appeared. Then again, I have no clue. Ooh, again how long he was in my bed never did see from either of the beans again if they were separate entities sorry for sending such a long story I hope both of you enjoyed this small look into my weird little life since then I've moved to Pensacola Florida I know where that is my dad mm-hmm. went to Pensacola for literally a semester good times uh <laughs> I've had a few run-ins with at least two voodoo loa that Bloody Mary has mentioned in the past and a few cryptid sightings if you want more let me know I, mean, I don't know Florida. if I'll survive yeah I know yeah, Florida it Florida
0: God. I mean, would you call him a goat man now that he was in bed with you and had abs? He
1: did not have abs, so he is still a goat boy. <laughs> Get Call me when you have abs, goat boy. I say as I eat cheese, its for dinner three nights this week. It's fine. Um if you want more, let me know. A I'm scared, but I genuinely do want more, but this is terrifying. Thanks for the great podcast and making my days a little more Hollyweird. Lots of love to both of you, Nathan. That's very
2: sweet. That is and very sweet. terrifying.
1: Yeah. Nathan, <laughs> if I can just say one thing. Please stop going towards the things. Oh my god.
0: Tim and I were chatting and I was like, oh, For real, I'm going to have Bryce read this. And he was like, please do.
1: (laughs) Can you even describe my face? I'm genuinely horrified. You
0: are seriously horrified. Your face is, like, being held up by your hands. Your hands are cupping your face. I just feel
1: like my bed should be, like, based. And, like, no thing should be allowed to, like that threshold. So if there was a goat boy in my bed, like I am single <laughs> but not that desperate yet.
0: But that's every story with everyone that's single in the city. it's Like he was in bed with me. I turned a cuddle with him and he zipped the fuck out of my room.
1: Yes. Welcome to LA. LA man babies are on. I know. Welcome um here's Tinder. the thing. Low key, if the suit was nice enough, maybe I could brave it through, but <laughs> I don't know. We're just going to we're just going to play it by ear. Just going to like keep my options open.
0: Well, thank you so much, thank you, Nathan, Nathan. for that, that I, story. I could barely get through it. I'm sorry. I'll be better next time. Thank you so much for that story of Goatman and the Entity, <laughs> or Boy and the Entity, and for scaring the shit out of Bryce. Ugh. We did such a great job. What a great opener. Oh, God. I need to... Do we need to take a minute? Do need we need to a like I to lay
1: down, yes. <laughs> I got the vapors. Well,
0: it, gets, it gets better. Oh, God. So this one is... Um, from an acquaintance of mine he didn't want to use his name Hmm. i wanted to record his story because um how we met is at mia's dog park so here's a little side story um mia meets his little dog named buddy and i talked to buddy's dad and I find out that they were both adopted from the same shelter Whoa. three days after I adopted Mia, Buddy was adopted. So it was most likely possible that they were kennel neighbors. But when they played oh. at the park, it's like they had this instant connection. It's like they kind of knew.
1: This is a straight up Disney movie. It oh, is. my God. That is so
0: is. cute. Homer
1: Bound.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think he's a German shepherd slash boxer and something else mixed, a Ridgeback he has so many mixes but he's such a sweet dog so this is the email that he sent and I told him like this is such a great story because mm. I told him of course how we always do when we tell people what we do for our podcasts there's going to be stories.
2: Always.
1: He
0: has a story. It, without fail. So this one is called The Haunted House of North Hollywood.
1: Um, North Hollywood is where we are. So I don't love yeah. that.
0: Don't love that. And just to let you know, it's 10 minutes away from where we are. Bye. Bye. I'm
1: moving. <laughs> I'm a K-Town girl now.
0: <laughs> oh, that even has some weird juju around Thank there. No,
1: It's everywhere.
0: So according to Buddy's dad, that's his alias, hi Tammy and Bryce, sorry I couldn't record my story for you, I get Mike shy. Well, here is the story of my haunted family house in North Hollywood. My family purchased our home in in the early 80s, and ever since we moved in, we started to notice shadow figures standing around our house and even flying around our house. I promise you that I'm not making this up since I consider myself to be an open-minded skeptic when it comes to ghosts and things like that. But I do believe that there is something out there. I just don't know if it's hundred percent ghost. Mm. So the first time I saw the shadow figure or the shadow man in the fedora was when I was nine or 10 years old. I remember one afternoon I was playing in the backyard with my little cousin. I had my back face towards our pool house and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I got this feeling that I was being watched. I thought, okay, that's weird. I, I looked around to see if maybe my mom or my sister was outside with us. And there was no one else besides my cousin and I. Until my glance went towards the pool house. I looked and there it was. The shadow man. He was just standing there by the entrance of Aww. the pool house. Looking at me and my cousin. My cousin even saw him and said, what is that? What was weird about the shadow man was that he was wearing a fedora and a long coat. My cousin and I ran screaming into the house for my mom. We told her what we saw, and she went out to the back to see if maybe someone broke into our backyard. There was no one there. She asked me and my cousin what we saw, and we told her it was a man that looked like a shadow wearing a coat and hat. Mm -mm. She told us that if we ever see him again, to just ignore him that's the thing my family and i do we see them and we just ignore them when they appear in front of us they don't harm us or do anything bad they're just there you asked me about the history of the house and property and all i know is that the house was built in the late 30s i want to say probably early 40s and before it was built this entire land was once all covered with orange groves
1: girl it's always the orange groves yes
0: and at every place you go, like, every house you see, like, either it's a lemon tree or, an, or like an orange grove. Mm-hmm. Like We have there. a lemon tree. Yeah. Something in the citrus, I swear. Oof. All of North Hollywood was surrounded by orange groves back in the day. Well, the house had two owners, a family and a World War II veteran. I found out in middle school that the family that first lived in the house had a young boy that died tragically on the mm. property. I think he may have been murdered. Oh. you may you mentioned that maybe that's the reason why those shadow people are there they're attracted to pain and negative energy so who knows what happened to that poor kid maybe mm. he was murdered maybe something tragic happened to him on that property I don't know but you know I couldn't cannot even imagine what the family was going through after they lost him mmm Thank you for sharing my story, and thank you for letting me be friends with Buddy. Take Aww. care, Buddy's dad. Hi, Buddy's dad. That's so yeah. sweet. Very, very sweet.
1: Also, counterpoint, sell your home immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. No, he... Damn. He, I mean, he didn't seem, like, too scared about yeah. it when he was telling me at the park. And I asked him, I'm like, well, have you ever spoken to them? Like, say, hey, can you nometokes and leave? I wish you light and love, just leave. He said, no, we just ignore them, but they still appear. Mm. And what's so fascinating is that they're not physical with them. They're not, you know, touching them or scratching them or pushing them, nothing bad like that. But they just are always around there.
1: So what is the difference for me who doesn't know that much? Mm -hmm. Um, What is the difference between a shadow person and what we would consider like a more traditional like ghost or apparition? There
0: are a ton of hypothesis and theories in regards to shadow people we don't know what type of entity it is it Mm. could be supernatural or it could be a a, another dimensional being some people have linked them to even aliens being a part of a different dimension how they come into our dimension we don't know they are mainly attracted to hospitals sanatoriums jails prisons our dormitory at my job yes yes where there's but that
1: one's quite malicious oh yeah and mean spirited
0: it's still there i i have to tell you Mm -hmm. that during a fitting i had last week this new class has been experiencing a lot of them lately and their director has even told me that he saw something in the men's restroom where the mvp rooms are yes and then the other students overheard him telling his story to me, and they're like, I could vouch for that. Those restrooms, there's something there. Like, you just hear doors slamming, you hear footsteps when no one's else is in there, and people have seen the shadow man around their dorms. Oof. It's It's... If, it's, if, they're attracted to places where a lot of negative energy has been absorbed, where something tragic has happened, because they're attracted to that.
1: It's a very strong emotion. It's
0: a very strong emotion, and that's why some people say, well, in order to get rid of them, you just got to, you know, what's the opposite of hate and negative? Uh, it's just, you know, light and love. Be positive. You got to set the energy in your, in your surroundings. It feels
1: like its area of influence is expanding, though, because the exactly. bathrooms, that's... That's quite far from the dorms, relatively. Yeah. I mean, it's a small campus, but goddamn.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are some students that were like, they were chiming into the conversation, and they were like, we, you know, I'm not big into this, but I've seen things in that dormitory that I cannot explain, and now it makes me a believer. So, and then, then of course, you have, you know, the ghosts, which are apparitions of beings that were solid, that were human beings, Mm. and now they've taken... You know, the form of something celestial. Mm. And I mean, they're pretty much the spirit of a person that was alive. Crazy. Yeah. But where shadow people come in, it's so interesting. And some people are like, oh, no, like they're alien beings. No, they're something negative. They're demons. And then I hear another slew of stories of, no, it's dimensional entities that mm. come into our world. I wonder why so. they're drawn
1: to Buddy's dad's house.
0: See, that's another thing. And that's what I was thinking. My opinion is maybe something is related to the house or the earth that the house was built on. Or it could be linked to the child's death. We don't know what happened with that family, the pain that they felt, what was absorbed in the walls and, you know, within the carpet of that house.
1: This is why I have wood floors.
0: (laughs) Even wood can absorb. No,
1: don't tell me that.
0: Yes, yes, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, like, we don't, to lose a child no, yeah, is a horrible thing. Can't imagine. You, I mean, for parents that have lost children, that's, you're losing a part of yourself. I literally
1: don't know how you survive that. I don't, yeah. And I don't have kids. I just, I can't imagine.
0: Mm-hmm, but we have fur babies, and that's yeah, just as painful. Yeah,
1: and I, in general, I feel like everything that I feel toward my dog is like a tiny microcosm of how parents must feel. So I'm like, I empathize, but I know that it's like... A whole another level of like intensity. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. Ooh, that's sad.
0: So, speaking of fur babies, segues. uh, We have this amazing story from Jill McWhorter. Because I want your story that you have there Mm -hmm. to be the last one. It's such a great story. It's not a hundred percent. Don't look
1: at. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry.
0: (laughs) It's a surprise. It's not a hundred percent paranormal, but. It's pretty unusual Love but it. very brilliant. So Keeping the
1: Weird in Hollywood. It's
0: one of the best stories and we <sighs> had to save the best for last. Yeah. So but here's one from Jill. Hi Jill. And Hi. this one is called the ghost dog named Princess. Stop.
1: I'm already obsessed. I yeah. feel like I, I wouldn't mind being haunted by ghost dogs, maybe.
0: So grab a box of Kleenex because it's a sad story, but it's such a happy story. Yeah. So if you have your dogs or cats, your fish, your lizard, anything around, you hold them close because the story is going to be pretty, Aww. pretty emotional. All right. So here's Jill's story.
2: Princess was the best baby ever. She's a great Pyrenees mountain dog. And her favorite holiday was always Thanksgiving. My husband would eat some turkey, give her a bite of turkey. I mean, she was right there at our table. And then she'd stay with me all the time when I was cleaning up. Well, this last Thanksgiving, after everyone had left, I was cleaning the house. And I kept feeling like someone was with me. And I actually saw a shadow, but I was never scared cleaned my entire house. Even my floor was clean. And then the next morning, my husband calls me into the den. He points to something on the ground and says, what is this? I look at it, and I said, oh my gosh, that's dog prints. And I looked at my husband and said, that was princess. Because we looked at the trail of the footprints And they came from her ash box. We keep her right there on the fireplace mantel in this beautiful box. And it literally started right there and walked across the floor and then just disappeared. And they were definitely paw prints. You could see the pictures. And I reached down and I touched it, and it was ashes. So we kept it on the floor as long as we could. Um, But she was with us. She's always with us what a sweet sweet girl so your fur babies are real babies or real loves they never leave us they're always with us watching us and protecting us
0: i'm extremely so emo Sweet. every time i listen to this story i i try not to cry it is such a great story mm. so i met jill at an event in december and of course older type of podcast i did what we do i've been a part of investigations and she sits me down she's like i have to show you these pictures oh my god and then it led to the story so here are the pictures of princess's paw prints
1: oh my god
0: we're gonna post them on instagram guys i wanted to save this as a little surprise
1: i am gooped america that is a full-on paw print
0: you yeah that does not look like a rodent print.
1: No, they're big. I mean, if you compare them to the like the size and of the her brick. breed
0: is it's a pretty big dog. It's a mountain dog, you know.
1: I can't believe that it was ash. That's insane. Ash.
0: So I asked her, "Okay, where are where do you usually keep the um, the ashes? Is it like on a on a high mantle or is it a low mantle? It's a low mantle, all right. Well, was the box of ashes disturbed? You know, I just wanted to make sure. Totally, I just ask her questions. She said that the box was all sealed up. You know, I even opened the box. I mean, everything. It just looked like no one has touched it. But it just There were so many links. The shadow figure that she saw in the corner of her eye. Yeah. And the prince leading from the ashes onto the floor. Yeah. Princess. Princess. And it's it it was just such a beautiful I'm getting goosebumps right now. It's such a beautiful story. And it just is proof that, you know, our loved ones are always there and they never they they're never gonna leave us. Mm -hmm. Even if it's your fur babies, like there's that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so sweet. I know. Oh. I look at Mia and I'm like I can't I love having a dog but I, I, I freaking hate it cuz I'm so connected to her and they're with us for such a short amount of time.
1: I know. I I really do think though that like I've well, I've only had 3 dogs really but this is my first dog that I've ever had and it is different. Like you kind of don't I think I've said this before but you kind of don't realize as like a in high school and things like that, like, your family dog really is your parents' dog mm-hmm. because, like, they see them more. At least, like, yeah. my, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a while, and then she taught. And, you know, like, my dad was, like, back and forth from work in the house, like, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, like, we would be gone all day, and I would see my dog in the evening. But, like, it really is, like, I guess, like, the family's dog or whatever. But it's just so interesting now having a dog that I feel very much is, like, mine. Yeah. And just, like, the intensity of that emotion. And, yeah.
0: Like, it's just... high. Mia's my first dog, too. Yeah. I've never had – I've had so many goldfishes. Yeah. <laughs> but I never had a dog. And, and I find out, like, two years ago, my, my mom told me. She was like, you know, the reason why I never wanted you guys to have pets was because I lost my dog when I was young, and that hurt. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted you guys to feel the pain that I went through.
1: Yeah. It's hard, but, yeah. like – also, you like my my roommate's dog is quite a bit older than my dog, mm-hmm. and she's just so like you know it's just in the back of your mind, you just kind of know, okay well, like this is coming, yeah, and i like I already know that it's gonna be pretty hard for the house,
0: yeah but in a way you have to know that they're always going to be there yeah and to counter this story get this so uh, while i was in new orleans i was visiting my cousin whom we shared her story of the haunted house in new orleans yes yes ghost bob right so remember her dog that would always bark in the morning well she had lost her puppy two Mm. years ago mickey who was a pug Mm. and mickey i think lived up to 17 years wow she took care of that dog Mm -hmm. super well to the point where he lived 17 years had one eye (laughs) barely could stand and when she had to make that tough decision to put him down you know it it was it really was a it was a tough two years for her to process but she said you know tammy i have a story for you um about mickey and i said no way she's like yeah maybe you could use this for your podcast so a year after losing Mickey, you know, she moves to Chicago and she said, you know, it was the first week of me waking up in my bed in my new apartment. And she's like, I want to tell you what Mickey would always do when he was alive. He the first thing he would do is wake up with me and fart. <laughs> he had re- he would release <laughs> the most horrible, rancid farts. And she said, Tammy, I woke up and I smelt this rancid scent in the air and it was at first i was like did i take up no and she was like i remember this scent mm. she's like it's mickey she's like you fucking asshole out of all the things you can do you decide i love it to fart so <laughs> i was that's dead so good
1: dead. <laughs> what a little asshole.
0: I know she was like i knew it was him and it was like i you know he came with me he's with me in chicago it. like it just shows that you know he was just there to tell me that he's okay yeah. and that he's with me. But what a way to fucking tell me. I love and it. then she said later Mickey. on that week, <laughs> yeah, later on that week, she was coming home late from work and um, she says she was coming into her apartment. It was pretty late. And you know, she was walking into her living room in the dark to turn on the light. And she heard what sounded like little dog tags jingling. Damn. And she just knew she's like, Mickey, is that you? And then she turned on the light, and there's nothing around. But she was like, "That was him, still letting me know that Damn. he was he was there."
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. And she had to, like showed me the little tattoo of him that she got on his mm-hmm. arm, and yeah, she, you know, that was her story of Mickey, and and you know, that was like just such a great counter for Jill's story, just to really show that yeah. our loved ones are always there and they're always yeah. watching us. That's yeah, a,
1: that's very sweet. Like, Jill, that last thought is very sweet. Just, mm-hmm. like, your loved ones and those that you love, like, they really are always with you, and I don't really handle things ending very well. Like, I always, mm-hmm. like, I find it, like, I have, I feel like I have so much love in my life right now, which is not always necessarily been the case. In many ways, it has been, but this is, like, the most supported and loved I've felt in a very long time, and it's just, like, one of those things where you know, like, people come in and out of your life, and yeah. it's just such a shitty feeling knowing that, like, things have to end, and... Mm-hmm. But they kind of don't either.
0: After yeah. doing this podcast, I've really been researching death, like just mm. having a good understanding. Like even like what Zachariah the witch said, hey. it's a cycle, you know. It's it's a part of life, totally. And you know, learning about like the los muertos and how mm. we honor them, like those are things that
1: yes, I've seen Coco. Go on. <laughs> even
0: like you know, I'm half Honduran, and yeah. we do that in Central America. You know, we go and we clean. The graves of our loved ones, we hang out with them, we bring flowers, we bring, you know, whiskey, cigar, food, everything, and we honor them. And that's, that's something that helps with the process, knowing that, okay, that, you know, they're always remembered and stuff.
1: Also, this sounds really callous, and I always say it with like, you know, I try and be careful when I say it, because I don't want people to think I'm like, disrespecting their loss or whatever. But honestly, y'all, if you have recently lost a pet, get another one. Yeah. It's really tough.
0: It's really tough, and think, I, that's like, what I told my husband. I'm like, if Mia passes, I'm adopting even I'm, I'm adopting senior dogs.
1: And that's the thing is um, like you think that it will feel. Maybe this has just been my experience. So if this isn't true for you, obviously, like we all have to find our own paths. But mm-hmm. I have found that it doesn't feel like you're forgetting or loving your first dog less. Mm-hmm. It just helps you. Focus that grief into love. Yeah. And, like that, that dog will love you back yeah unconditionally. And I my just, thing. that's why we got our dog. I think we talked about this. Yeah. Like, our, fin.
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> his
1: energy was such like a salve against like the sort of chaos in our lives at that time. And like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even like our house, our apartment at the time just felt like a crypt. And it was like you would come in and we were just so like, He's such a loving dog. He really like brought whenever
0: I drop Bryce off at his house, I know first thing I I see is like he's like dad, 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 you're my dad.
1: (laughs) We literally cannot keep that front window clean because they just put their dirty little paws on it. Same
0: here with the the sliding glass door, this one. I'll
1: wipe it the next forty five seconds.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I told Charlie, like, I give me the ones that have been in shelters for such a long time. I have so much love in my heart for animals. Yeah. That, like that's what I'm gonna do is just process that and loss will, into love. And
1: they will give it back. And I don't know. And again, I'm not trying to like tell people how to live their lives, right. but it has been my experience that if you if you lose a dog,
2: mm-hmm. get
1: another one. It really like I it helps.
0: Another dog or cat.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like any animal. Some people
0: are like, I'm not a dog person, but I am a cat person. There's a ton of cats out there. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Not tarantulas, but anything else.
0: Fair <laughs> game all right so this one i'm gonna have you read i forgot we had this one this Ooh. one's called some things and it's you know in relation to what we just talked about Love it. and this was a really sweet story but it just goes to show you how people come back and just yes. you know they have certain messages they want to tell yeah. us you know i love it
1: um this is called some things um do we know who this is by? Should I? Okay. There's no name. It's just, okay. Little Miss. Something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Hi. Hello. Uh, Thank I just you. want to make sure everyone gets their hi. Yeah. They're like, please stop doing it. Okay, fair enough. That's a, <laughs> noted. Thank you, listeners. I will take that note into heavy consideration. <laughs> Hey. So, my life has been pretty blessed. I grew up with both sets of grandparents and even my great-grandmother all alive and well. My mom's mom and dad would write family newsletters, cute, or simple messages and sign them off with one four three, one i 4 love 3 U cute. My mom's mom was also an avid gardener. Her favorite flower she uh, grew was the purple iris. February of 2007, my grandmother was taken to the hospital after years of battling ovarian cancer. She steadily drifted into an unconsciousness while there. My sister, my mother, my aunts, and my grandfather and I kept round-the-clock vigil near her. My aunt is very much into sewing and quilting, and while we were in the hospital, she had had a bag of fabrics with her. Even though my grandmother was unable to respond, my aunt was speaking to her about things they would do when she would go out and was feeling better. She was describing the silk material my cousin had sent her that had peacocks all over it. Ultimately, though, my grandmother wasn't getting better, and she would not be coming home again. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, We were informed by the hospital care worker that there was nothing more that could be done but to make her as comfortable as possible. Her hospice stay was then set up, and a couple of parents... God, hospice is, like, such a gift. Uh, Uh, And then a couple of paramedic transport workers came in to help her be moved to the hospice. I don't remember the name of the man, but the woman's name badge read Peacocks, Patricia Cox. We spent the next several days in hospice, all huddled together around her. On February 7th, she passed away. Her memorial service was on Valentine's Day. Several years later, July 2010, a storm came through one night. My parents' home had damages and a huge tree fell. The tree went down in such a way that not much was impacted. Had it fallen any other way, it would have come through the roof and or severely hurt or killed my parents. God. Surveying the tree area, my mother happened upon a single purple iris in full bloom. (laughs) I know. Skip to 2016. My father's mother's health is now also declining due to location. My parents became the go-to helpers for her. And my grandfather, my grandmother had Alzheimer's and was placed in a care facility. My mother was also able to assist and help her move, and she would frequently be with her. My grandmother was staying in room one. Mm. That's really sweet. <laughs> Do you
0: need That's okay. Okay.
1: My grandmother was staying in room one four three when Aww. she would pass away. Directly outside her room was a painting of purple irises. What?
0: The synchronicities
1: mm. of this universe. Sometimes I tell spirits you. remind us that they are still with. Us. It's really
0: mm-hmm. sweet. It's really sweet.
1: I'm handling this fine. Mm-hmm. Um they're like, is he emotionally okay? No. The answer is no. Um my <laughs> husband. Yeah, I'm right. It's great. Uh my husband and I are binge listening from the beginning. That's very sweet. As I mentioned in our previous messages, one thing I wanted to mention was my changing sensitivities. Ooh, fun. So, backstory <laughs> for many years, I could focus on almost Oh, my God. I could focus on almost any person and see not auras but shapes of things or people behind or beside and somehow tell people things I had no idea about beforehand. Things about people and beings attached to them. Never anything really feeling but knowing. However, in recent years, I have reached an area of depression that I felt needed to get medical help combating. Yes, girl. Get that help. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love when people get help. No, it's, it's... And talk about it. Love it. Yes. Um, my sensitivities changed and pretty much went away then due to a lapse of insurance. Oof. Mm, mm. Then, yeah. due to a lapse of insurance, I got off medication. I didn't regain my previous abilities. I've always had an interest in the paranormal, so I've always sort of been connected to weird stuff. <laughs> my best friend, no longer I'll call her Lucy, lost her uncle a few summers ago, and when he died, he wasn't immediately found in his home. Lucy felt like she never got to say goodbye. After he passed, we traveled to the cemetery. I had an app that worked like a spirit. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. That worked like a spirit box, shuffling through the radio stations. Oh my God! We just did this with Bridget. Yeah, we
0: just did. <gasps> oh my God! Isn't it cool? That
1: app is crazy. Um, I asked if she wanted to try and communicate with him. Lucy and her uncle used to say to one another, I love you. And the other would say, love you more. I started the app and she reached out to him. This would be a new experience for me. I had never felt what I was about to. My ears instantly felt clogged. Not sickly, but as if I had put my head in a box or a container felt suddenly crowded, and then uncomfortable, pit of gut wrong. And if you were wondering, he said he loved her more. Oh my god.
2: I know. We had
1: no further contact with whom we assumed was her uncle, and then the discomfort went away. Damn. That's crazy.
0: I know. Isn't that... Isn't that amazing, though? The secret in of this universe and how it works. Uh, Little signs. There's little signs out there. If we just open our minds and ourselves and even our little psychic Mm -hmm. gifts, you'd be surprised what is around us and what's trying to say hi, you know? Or just trying to let us know that they're there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, my mom, (laughs) my
0: mom would hear the sound of bells every time she would um, think about her best friend that passed years ago. Mm -hmm. So she had a best friend that passed away of, you know, due to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And she was super close with her. And she, you know, I remember her telling me, my sister, one day, she's like, I know that she's around me because I always hear like the sound of bells. Amazing. Like, I remember I was sitting in my room, sad. I was thinking about my friend, and then all of a sudden, like I just started to hear like a little ringing of bells in the background. Mm. And we don't live near a church or right. close to any kids, like where we're like where our house is located. Like the walls are pretty insulated, so um, like, yeah, she would just get the sense of you know that you know she was around her. She felt warm. Wow. She's like I felt warmth, and I felt like oh she was just there. Mm. So yeah. That was a very, very awesome, awesome story.
1: Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And I know. And I'm going to restrain myself from going on a socialist tirade <laughs> about insurance and health in this country. So yes. you're welcome. Look at me growing in and 2020. I, I, I was
0: reading an article about that, especially like with Lady Gaga, that it is okay to take medication. Yes. Uh, please do. Please It is please okay do. to go and try to see, like, try to see a therapist. Yes. So important. I've been doing that this year. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to admit it. I found out that I have severe depression and anxiety. And I also found out I have OCD. Yeah. Awesome. And It's a really great combo. When Love you it. go and you talk to a professional, it helps. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Sometimes exercising does help. Walking helps. Like, that's why we got Mia. It helps yeah. me. But when you need that extra push.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you need help.
0: You just need help. And it's okay. And if you don't have insurance, you'd be surprised There's a lot of like nonprofits out there that help.
1: Or places that will do like sliding scale or income-based or free if you do it with like a student learning. Yes. There's lots of paths forward. Yes. Please take them.
0: I have students that like, oh, I don't have insurance. And, you know, I'm always online helping them like, no, go look in this group. Go look into this, you know, nonprofit. And there are a lot of things out there. You'd be surprised. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mental health, y'all. Mental health, y'all.
1: We are gonna love ourselves in 2020. What yes, up?
0: Just know that we love you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I and, know that sometimes days can be love, shitty, and we feel the love back. I yes.
1: It's, it's always so so appreciated.
0: You okay? We okay? Yeah. All right. We good. Now we're gonna get into some more spookies.
1: Good. Great.
0: <laughs> and this story is really unique because it is accompanied with an EVP. Oh God. <laughs> and pictures. We're definitely gonna. Play that EVP for you, Bryce, and along with those pictures that I have right here in my hand.
1: Oh, great. All right. I'm going to cross my eyes. You won't even know it.
0: So this one is um, written written to us from Erica Stevens and her husband, Paul. So not only are they our new listeners, but they are also Patreons. So thank you, Erica and Paul. Thank you.
1: That's so sweet.
0: So 2012, end of October, my husband and I, while dating... Took a Halloween spooky trip from where we lived in Birmingham, Alabama, to Selma, Alabama, and then to Vicksburg, Mississippi, then to New Orleans. Oh, yes. hell yes. You did one that spooky golf coast belt, girl. <laughs> yes. The only time we encountered the paranormal was in Vicksburg at Cedar Grove Inn. We attended a ghost tour orated by a woman in all black mourning garb. When we first arrived to the inn, we walked into the lawn area and were tickled with the Halloween setup. Creepy silly creaking sounds and Halloween tunes played outside. Very romantic.
2: <laughs> However,
0: seemingly louder than the music was the sound of kids playing and laughing somewhere near us. We couldn't see any though, and just noted to one another that it must not be that haunted if people brought their kids there. We entered the property and we were told to tour we were told the tour hadn't started yet. So we went to the bar to wait. Playfully we asked if the place was really haunted. The look on the bartender's face, along with the yes, and a detailed list of his personal and others' rumored encounters had us excited. Damn. We had a single drink and it was time to group up. It was a medium-sized group, all adults but two teenagers, more interested in their headphones or whatever and music. We were given a tour and story of the lower floor of the inn. Included were tales from different eras, the cigar-smoking original man of the house, and another family's daughter who had shot herself in the middle of a party, the downstairs library that had been used to as a makeshift morgue during the siege of Vicksburg in the Civil War and many more. We ended the tour at a door to the outside where the lady of the house informed us if we heard her children playing and laughing outside. It was just what kids do. Our hearts were in our throats. We had heard the kids. No one else seemed bothered by this and just clapped for the end of the tour but we had heard the kids. We heard the laughter and playing that seemed so close, yet no children were present or discovered along our tour path. We just had to do another walkthrough, so we asked the women at the front desks if we could. They said yes, and we went through the doors to the area. We had started the tour. My husband held the voice recorder, and I snapped photos. We retraced our steps, good girl, and didn't expect anything to be caught on film or recorded. But we were having a blast. We headed back to the car to leave. I plugged in the recorder to the audio port of the car and sat back and listened. We didn't have to wait long. The EVP captured was spoken to my husband. Clearly... (sighs) Clearly, one can hear "Excuse me, please." My husband was standing in front of a closed of closed doors to the desk and entrance area. No one else was around during our walkthrough in the back. Oh,
2: so they God. heard
0: the sound of kids playing, mm. and they collected this EVP, and we're gonna play it right now. We're gonna play it <sighs> twice so you could hear you hear it loudest, mm-hmm. loud and clear. Oh. Excuse me, so here it is. Excuse me. Alex. Excuse
1: me. Alex. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At least it was. It had manners. It's from the south.
1: They. That, well, there you go. Then you should have
0: been. Excuse me, please, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that is oh. a really good EVP.
1: That's so creepy. It's a so whispery.
0: I know. Excuse me.
1: Ugh. Ghost. gross, Ghost. Gross.
0: Like, pardon me, madame.
1: Oh, Oh, God. Retrace our steps. Don't do it. Run.
0: So they took a a lot of pictures, and I pulled a couple pictures that I was like, what is that? Mm. And this one, you can clearly see a little orbicle on the window on the top.
1: Is that this one? Yeah, you see it. Oh, God.
0: And then I think this one is another one. It's because I printed them out, but you could see... That it followed oh, them yeah. to the stairs. Oh my god! <gasps> yeah,
1: weird. It's like almost in the exact same spot in relation to the photo too. That's really creepy.
0: But you guys, Erica, you caught something in the bedroom. I think it was a room. It's, it has a bed and banister, and you were so smart too. For one, retracing your steps, yes, queen. talking to um, the workers. And also being aware of your surroundings and also taking these two pictures back to back. So here's the first picture. Look on the mirror, Bryce. And on the top of the bed banister, you don't see anything, right? Mm -hmm. Now look at this second picture. No,
1: I think I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to see
0: anything bad, but there is something in the mirror there. But you see it, right? It looks like something is... Yeah, it looks like it's something trying to manifest. And it's on the top of the banister right there.
1: Oh, my God. Please don't manifest. And I
0: love that. That's another trick, guys. Like, whenever you capture, whenever you're taking pictures, it's always good to take two pictures. Mm.
1: To compare. To compare. Smart. Good to know. Yeah. Not that I'll ever open my camera ever again now, but here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oof, I'm just going <laughs> to. That
0: <laughs> is pretty interesting. Quite credible. Great story, yes. Erica. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now we save the best for last. Yes, uh, I love this story. Hilarious. This is from Corey and Bryce. You're going to grace us with this story. Oh, God. It is pretty good. Hilarious. It's not that scary, good. but it's awesome. I
1: don't know how much more I can take. I'm also from Alabama, apparently. <laughs> oh.
0: My mom's Louisiana. Yes. Oh, my
1: God.
0: I love that song.
1: I'll never not love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Tammy and Bryce. Sorry, <laughs> friends. Hey, Tammy and Bryce. I just wanted to say I really enjoy your show. Thank you. That's very sweet. I just became a patron. <laughs> That's very sweet. Oh, God. I just became a Patreon and hope that both of you continue with your great work. Thank you. That's very sweet.
0: Very, very sweet.
1: Corrie. I know. I know, Corey. All these new listeners. All these old listeners a weird little family. Um I also thought I'd share a quick story of an experience I had a few months ago while I was listening to one of your shows. If our show is haunted, I'm going to die.
2: It
0: might be. Oh
1: god, it was back in August I had just purchased my first house, a 90 year 90 year old beauty located in one of the oldest parts of my city.
0: Congratulations Love on it. being a homeowner. Hell,
1: yes. Uh, sadly, the previous owner had recently passed. I only mention this detail because I was already concerned about the possibility of having a haunted house. Love where your head's at. Uh, Silly, I know. No, no. It's not silly. Uh, But it was my state of mind at the time. So one night, I was unpacking my moving boxes and while listening to your Life and Afterlife of Liberace podcast. It's very sweet to listen to as well. I I will happily help you move with my dulcet tones. (laughs) (laughs) I went to put something in the dishwasher, which I hadn't used yet. And there it was just sitting there on my in the utensil tray, a souvenir pin from the Las Vegas Museum of Liberace. What? My body went cold. I was literally listening to Tammy discuss the man. And here was a very random pin in my dishwasher. I can honestly say before this night, I never gave Liberace a second thought. And to have this weird synchronicity happen tweaked my belief that the universe definitely has a sense of humor. Yes, it definitely does. I am happy to say it turns out my house has great vibes and my dishwasher has
2: no- <laughs> <he> got to. <laughs> Classic.
1: Oh, I'm happy to say it turns out my house has great vibes and my dishwasher has now earned the name the nickname Liberwashi. <laughs> Stupid. I love it. You
0: are the CEO of being clever. Oh <laughs> of my being God. clever, Corey.
1: Oh, my hate it. But I love it. Thanks again for putting out great content, and I'm looking forward to future shows, Corey. Oh, my God. That's and this the is pin. the pin. That's the
0: pin. <gasps> Look at it. And, like,
1: why would that be in the dishwasher of all things?
0: It, I don't know. Probably whoever lived there was cleaning out the dishwasher. Pro- they were wearing it, oh and they. God. It fell out. Who knows? But what are.
1: That is crazy. washing. I'm so odds. mad.
0: What are the odds?
1: <sighs> That's so crazy.
0: The universe, man. I yes. tell you. It does some really, really strange yet interesting and enlightening things. Yes. And.
1: I, I feel the same way. Before we did the episode, I really don't know that I've ever given Liberace two thoughts at all. Right. And then, like, even after I'd watched, like, Behind the Candelabra, I was like, yeah, that was good. Uh and then we did the episode and I was like oh weird
0: I wonder if it really is haunted guys let us know play the episode in the background oh my god I'm sure I'm sure Lib is trying to tell Corey now buy my book buy my cookbook yeah oh my god
1: the cookbook
0: (laughs) buy my cookbook and clean the dishes and Liberashi.
1: Liberashi is so good. I'm now so you mad. have to
0: bedazzle the dishwasher. <gasps> yes. Oh my yes. god. Yes.
1: Cute. You mm-hmm. have like a little candelabra.
0: On I the know. Front. Put a little candelabra. On top Super of the dish subtle. Washer. I know.
1: Really tasteful.
0: But it's very feng shui. Just put a so little candelabra there in homage <laughs> to hilarious. Mr. Showmanship himself. I love of it. course. All right, guys. So those were our listeners' tales. Thank you so much. It's so sweet. This was a very honoring episode because like you guys sent these these stories and we didn't have to ask them from you like you just shared them and that was awesome i know i love our little listeners i know it's a little a bit of a touching and emotional episode but i mean that is part of the paranormal Mm. that there is light and not just darkness you know and that's what I like to uh, like about our podcast. We do get very serious and spooky at times, but we also like to balance it out with mm. a little bit of funny and crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, or a lot. How long? Yes, it's fine.
0: <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for tuning into our part five of our listeners' tales. If yes. you have a ghost story you love for us to share, then please send it our way to hollyweirdparanormal at gmail dot com and let me know if you love for Bryce to read it. Oh god.
1: Honestly, y'all, I feel like I've run a marathon. He's probably going to run exhausted. into my wall because is like
0: so cross-eyed right now. My emotions are
1: very <laughs> tired.
0: We do have a couple of shout-outs. Hey. We have shout-outs to our new patrons. Let's give a Holly Weird welcome to our new and weird patrons: Corey MC, Hi. Erica Stevens, Hi. Linda Refek, uh, or Refek, Julie uh, Kodemo, Cora Pag. Tiffany Thaller, Amy Wiles, Sandra Melvin, and Jessica Hang. If I butchered your last names, I'm so sorry. Aww, but um, to make up for it, you did, some of you guys did get your goodies. And on the left side of Bryce, we have a couple that we'll be sending out to yes, our new ones so cute. very soon. So thank you so much for your support. And if you're interested in being a Hollywood producer or Hollyweird producer, then head on over to www.patreon.com. Dot com forward slash Holly Weird paranormal for as little as $1 or more a month you can help us produce Holly Weird paranormal yes. and this goes towards our equipment maintaining our monthly fees for our hosting site, coffee and travel to spooky locations for interviews and investigations and speaking of interviews um, just want to let you guys know that we're going to do a good episode covering brujaria
1: Ooh. and I
0: found a bruja based out of Compton that I've been chatting with on Instagram. Amazing. She is the head BIC in charge, head Bruja in charge. She has her own business, and I'm really excited. I, I I'm learning more about it, mm-hmm. and I want to know what's the difference of Peruha in Mexico compared to other you know countries. Totally. So this is going to be a really cool episode, and mm. we cannot wait to do that. Um, but as we were speaking, you'll also automatically be in inducted into the saturday night ghost club spooky so the saturday night ghost club is a secret patreon podcast of sidewalk ghost stories that are uploaded twice a month on saturdays and you'll also score on some goodies such as pins magnets coasters for your iced coffee or reactoplasm tea that you wish to spill with us stickers and a postcard if you love Holly Weird Paranormal, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a positive review on iTunes. Hmm. It really helps us out a lot, and it gives us, you know, a little more visibility. Yes. Can't get enough of Holly Weird Paranormal? Then stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Holly Weird Paranormal and Twitter on HWP Podcast. If you have a love letter you want to write to Bryce. <laughs>
1: Yes. Shade. Shade on shade. She's single and ready to mingle with goat boys across the country and nay the world.
0: Maybe a little Irish boys.
1: Girl Shade.
0: Have a story that you're dying to share with us? No pun intended. Like we said before, email them at HollyweirdParanormal at gmail.com. Catch up with our past episodes on Blueberry.net, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher Premium, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, Deezer, TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcast fix. We're also going to be teaming up with Hollywood Exhumed, Maria Wessenauer. Yes. We are going to do a little something, something with her. And she brought it up to so clever, Holly Weird Exhumed. So Ooh. we're going to do something a little different. We usually do touch on true crime, but mm. this episode we'll be working on her with her is a true crime episode. Amazing. So get this. I run into a listener of ours at an event hosted by our friend Bizarre Los Angeles. This was a few months ago. And she told me about this case called the Count, and it was a case back in the eighties. Oh my god! Of this man known as the Count, they'll prowl around sunset, yes. around whiskey, and the Rainbow Room, a uh, Rainbow Lodge. And it turned out that her friend was one of his victims. Yeah. So, oh my god!
1: Yes, I'm very familiar with the Count.
0: Yes. So. It is a story that some people have heard and some people don't even know yeah. about. There wasn't a lot of light shown on no. this case. But I wanted to bring this case more into light. Yes to give it its justice and to give it its respect that it it deserves. And I really want to work with Maria on this because she is an amazing historian. Yes, I mean, as you heard in our Christmas episode, she's the head of the, well, the vice president of the San Fernando historical society. She's so awesome. She's really awesome. And I'm so happy to call her our amiga and she's going to help us research this case because this is such a great case to talk about and it needs to be heard and, to yes. be recorded, observing our history, y'all. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk to our listener Carol and Hi. get her input on it as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a big episode, it's going to be a great one, yes. and you definitely don't want to miss out on the case of the count. Ooh. Oof, girl, it tingles. Yes, all right, guys. Always remember to stay Holly weird. Bryce, you have anything else you want to say? Bye, bye. <laughs> oh, your eyes are crossed, <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys.